Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. This is Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. Mayoral challenger Paul Vallis is in the studio today. I don't know if you saw Fran Spielman's article, uh, an outline to police, uh, to ease police staffing. The shortage is something everyone is talking about. But first, top story today is about the busload of immigrants that showed up in the city. What do you do about that? Well, I'll tell you what I used to do as superintendent because we would have a lot of cases where um, there were immigrant children and you know and um, who who did not have you know the proper documentation and things like that. We provided them the services anyway. First of all, there was such a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of of you know the kids in the system that it was a humanitarian thing to do. And you're also talking to somebody who went to Haiti 50 times and did relief work there and after the devastating earthquake in Chile and and albeit you know New Orleans is not you know is is not the Caribbean but you know uh, went to New Orleans after Katrina to rebuild the school so at the end of the day it, it's you know my humanitarian impulses always take over look you need to viol- you need to follow the law you need to pr- you know and, and and you need to practically you, you know you need to take a practical approach to uh, enforcing the law but you know, I always try to err on the humanitarian side, particularly when it comes to kids and families. Yeah, and there's a lot of kiss, kids that yeah. came in on those buses, including infants. Uh, Paul Vallis wants to be your next mayor of Chicago. We spoke with Alderman Matt O'Shea yesterday. Of course, he used his $100,000 micro-grant to beef up security, to hire private security Can in his ward. Oh, yeah, yeah. this is what he had to say. You know, the Central Business District has been doing this for years. So I think it's important now than ever as crime, you know, continues to spread. And I know some people like to say murders are down, shootings are down. Every crime category over the past three years is up in the city. And you have crime and then you have the perception of crime. And when I talk to residents in my community, as anybody would talk to residents in any community in the city, that's the number one issue, crime. And that goes back to the shortage of police officers. Yeah, well, let me just kind of give you a sense. Depending, depending on the city, whose numbers you're, you look at, the city's sanitized numbers or the numbers that the IG puts out, there's anywhere from 18, uh, 1,800 to 2,000 fewer police officers on the streets today. And CWB just reported that there's 24% fewer police officers on patrol. Now, that's having devastating consequences. And let me tell you where the con- those, uh, what, what the numbers tell you. You know, I'm kind of a, a numbers guy. Uh, there's been a 70% uh, reduction in arrests since 2019 when the mayor came in. And um, um, WirePoints came out with this. Matt Rosenberg did the study that pointed out that the, the police department has only been providing uh, coverage. In other words, they've only been responding to about half of the high-priority 911 calls. There were 406,000 high-priority 911 calls last year that they did not have a police car available to respond to. And that included something like 31,000 assaults and batteries and in progress. I mean, these were these were incidents in progress and there were, were not enough police cars. So, yes, there is a shortage and a severe shortage. And it's going to it's going to occur until, first of all, 
until the mayor makes a leadership change. There is no confidence in the CPD leadership, uh, and and you've got to really begin there. I, so you want to change re- residency residency requirements? Uh, no, what I what I articulated was the following. I said if you're going to well, you know, first of all, you need to make the, the you need to make the leadership change so you can restore confidence. You want David Brown fired? Yeah, Brown and his entire team needs to go because when you have um, when you have nine thousand officers leave last year and probably more than nine thousand will leave this year, it's a vote of no confidence. And so, obviously, you need a leadership change. So you have a strategy that's effective. And, and you have the type of strategy that is not literally working these officers to death and punishing their families. And you've seen that well documented. What I said, though, is that, that while that's a prerequisite to, to slowing the exodus and making the department more attractive, uh, in, in order to provide uh, uh, a greater opportunity to recruit new members is you need to do a number of things. When you're recruiting new members... Uh, new police officers wait until they're they're certified police officers. They've taken their their oath. They've gone beyond probation before you mandate that they be residents. Okay, because often they're living in the burbs or they're living somewhere exactly. else with their parents. So expand the pool with veteran officers who have been there for fifteen or twenty years. Uh, you might w- want to provide them with the incentive if they want to move out of the city. Uh, you know, as a way of keeping those veteran officers. So all I'm saying is it's a way to slow the exit. Of, of really high quality officers, which we've seen hundreds of officers leave every year, transfer to other police departments or retire, and and obviously expand the pool. But I've also mentioned some other things. I'm convinced if you make the leadership changes and you come up with a more rational way of managing police personnel, there are going to be hundreds of officers who want to come back, and you've got to streamline the process for them returning. You've got to remove the obstacles to them returning, not punish them because they, they return. Likewise, we need to do what other police districts do. Uh, we shouldn't put police officers who are certified and highly, highly qualified from other districts, we shouldn't make them run through a bunch of hurdles to become police, police officers in, uh, in, the Chicago, uh, you know, in the Chicago Police We department. don't need hurdles, but we certainly need in-depth training. You know, there's no doubt about it. But if you have a 10 or 15-year veteran from another police department who well, yeah. you know, aspires, you know, I mean, that's what they do. They're recruiting. We are, have become the prime recruiting ground for other police departments. Why have we lost so many people? Are they resigning? Are they retiring early? Uh, well, about 80% of them are retiring early, but, uh, or, and, uh, or are retiring. Many of them are retiring early. Uh, but I I think we've been losing anywhere from 200 to 300 a year who are simply resigning and and going to work for other police departments because they're just totally frustrated. Paul Vallis wants to be your next mayor. I would imagine there was at, at some point I remember people were waiting to be a firefighter, to be a police officer in Chicago. When my one son came back from Afghanistan uh, af- after his, his tour of duty in Afghanistan, he was a combat medic and saw a lot of action. And when he came back, he... My wife was a police officer, not a Chicago police officer, but he wanted to be a police officer. He couldn't, he, he, he didn't win the lottery to take the exam. There were so many officers. Incidentally, he ended up winning the lottery to take the firefighters exam, and he became a firefighter, Chicago firefighter. But he wanted nothing more than to become a police officer. But they're like, 10,000 applicants. Now, I mean, the last class they had, I mean, what did they have? Like 40 or 50? Why do you want to be mayor of Chicago? Well, because this is the city I love. This is the city where uh, where my immigrant 
you know, grandparents came many years ago, south side of Chicago, Roseland. And, and this is a city that I have served uh, and, and that I have served, I like to think ably, but I, I've certainly been committed to as city budget director under Mayor Daley during the 90s crisis and as school superintendent. Uh, it's so it, it's it's um, this city is in crisis. And I I believe I have the, the, the skills to assemble the type of leadership team and to attract the type of people back into city government who know exactly what to do from day one. There are three major issues in this campaign. The, the issues are public safety. The issues are quality schools. Look, the, the, the Chicago Public Schools have lost enrollment for 18 consecutive years. And there's the issue of affordable, affordability. This, this, the city's becoming... Uh, that much more expensive to live in. Those are issues I have always tackled as budget director, as school superintendent. So, you know, I think the what we have here is a leadership vacuum, and I, I believe I have the requisite skills and the experience to do that. This is the city of of my birth. This is the city that I, I've always given my all for, and I just like that this opportunity to serve the city again. Paul, thank you for coming in on Chicago's Afternoon News. Thanks for having me. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, one promise, if you would make it, that if you do... Become mayor of Chicago, you will be accessible like you are today. Well, always, you know, at the schools, we had talked to the schools. It was a regular monthly thing. And it was so funny because we actually became so popular. We used to have people from like Indiana. That was one time a person from Indiana was having problems. Uh, A mother was having problems with her school called for help. So I remember we used to get calls from other um, from other uh, school districts. But it'll be my pleasure to come come on as often and as frequently as you would have me. We appreciate that. Paul Vallis on Chicago's Afternoon News. Lauren Lapka has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.